Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. All right, we're off the edge. Episode 10. We're already at 10 episodes, Cam. I'm Jake Elmogan. He is Cam Stradamus, Cam Lynch. (laughs) (laughs) Had to throw it in there this time. I forgot to do it last time. I I mentioned where it came from, but I didn't mention your, like, your name is now Cam Stradamus. So, like, that's... So I have the gl- I have the glass ball because I called out the, one of the Bears picks. They picked him right after we talked about it a couple of days before. Camp Stradamus, I can see into the future. <laughs> My guy, he's gonna have to have a glass ball in the back, like a uh, like yeah. a blue, like a fluorescent blue and like yeah. purple glass ball in the back, right like over, right over here, just kinda <laughs> right in that area. <laughs> magic, magic crystal ball, yeah. So. Uh, Before we get into it, be sure to like, subscribe, comment, rate, review, wherever you are listening, hearing, seeing, all that. Um, But just want to let you guys know that betonline.ag is your number one source for all your basketball info, stats, news, and scores. Get the latest odds and lines, including the latest player reports for this year's pro basketball playoffs. BetOnline is always your sports information headquarters this season as we have you covered from all your sports wagering needs, basketball, MLB, NHL, hockey, right to UFC and boxing. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info, including live betting options and your favorite casino and card games you can play right from your home. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to get in on the action. Be sure to use our promo code BELIEVE to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. So, Cam, we're going to start, going to go alphabetical from where these teams are located in the AFC North, my friend. We are starting with the AFC North uh, this time around. We did the NFC North in the last episode. If you are a fan of any of those four teams, I recommend you check that out if you haven't already. But if you have, welcome to the AFC North uh, draft grade show if you will (laughs) uh we're we're going right to baltimore and they made a pretty big splash right before the draft they go and they acquire the the services to odell beckham jr and they make sure that lamar jackson gets that brinks truck so thankfully you know like (laughs) we wanted that we wanted that jake we wanted that we were were waiting for aaron Rodgers for that to come through we were like anybody who watches sports or Football specifically, let this trade go through so Lamar Jackson can get his bag and people can move on with their lives. So we can watch some football coming up soon. So hey, happy about that. I'm with you. I'm happy about it too. You know, we both are uh, fans of Lamar. So uh, happy for him. Obviously, he plays a, a dangerous position as it stands, but the way he plays makes it very dangerous. So yeah. uh, let's let's take a look at this draft class, which I had mixed feelings about. I think the first pick you start off. You go out, you get Zay Flowers, wide receiver out of Boston College. He's my favorite of the traditional top wide receivers out there in this draft. Um, obviously, my my rankings were a little bit different. I had uh, Hyatt as my number one. I had Charlie Jones as my number two. I just loved those guys. But Zay Flowers came in at wide receiver four for me. Big, hmm. big fan of Zay Flowers' game. You know, I think he gives you kind of that electricity that I was saying that the Chargers could have could have hit on but they chose a guy that i don't think really diversifies the room i said it they kind of already have that guy already on the roster mike williams so the ravens they're about speed my guy 
They're yep. all about speed. You go out, you get him. Rashad Bateman ran a really fast forty. You got uh, Devin Duvernay. You got Tylen Wallace. You got Nelson Aguilar. You got Odell Beckham Jr. I mean, even the guys that probably won't play, uh, you know, like Mike Thomas and Prochet, they got plenty of speed. Andy Isabella. I mean, just this training camp is just going to be a blur. Like, I feel bad for cameramen because it is going to be hard to capture any of these guys on camera. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and you think about it, you saw the draft, right? Zay Flowers, as soon as he finished, he called Odell Beckham. So they're both excited. I think that's big time when it comes to Lamar Jackson, giving him weapons. That's that's what he needs. I mean, Flowers, you talk about just his gameplay in general, Jake. I think you talked about, you saw the Antonio Brown comp, just the way he moves left to right, the way he stops and starts. So Zay Flowers, you know, a great addition there. He can play special teams uh, as well. And I know I always talk about this, Jake. You don't want your first rounder playing special teams, but maybe down like later down the line when he gets to the Odell phase, he can jump in and play special teams. But Zay Flowers, he can do it all. Uh, Lamar Jackson should be happy about being the highest-paid quarterback in the league, finally, and thank you, and then having a weapon like Zay Flowers come in and support him. So you mentioned being one of the, Zay Flowers being one of the favorites. He is mine as well. I mean, he's been all over the NFL social media pages. He's just becoming a fan favorite, Jake. And I think one of the better stories coming out of this draft was Zay Flowers going going to the Ravens from Boston College. We played Boston College a lot at Syracuse. So a lot of rivalry between that school, but a lot of love seeing Zay Flowers go there. Yeah, and this is a guy, you know, stands at like, what, 5'8", five, 5'9". Five, Doesn't yeah. really matter because he plays bigger than he is. I think that's a big thing that shows up on tape when you watch Zay. He's a good route runner, guy that can stop and start. He's got good agility, yards after the catch. Just he's got it all. But the thing that I need Ravens fans to know is that he's not a gadget guy because no. I, I mean, I guess in a sense, he he can have those gadget plays uh, drawn up for him. But he's not just a guy that is fast, short. I've seen a lot of that. And I just want to make sure that people know what you're getting in Zay Flowers. He's more filled out and he's got ferocity. And you see that you know, with his tenacious blocking style, this guy's going to throw you to the ground. He wants you to know that like he takes blocking seriously. So you just got to love it. Anytime a guy like that, who's shorter, I mean, myself, I'm the same size pretty much as Zay flowers, obviously not as muscular, but I'm about five, eight. So, you know, to, to see those short Kings, uh, you know, doing their work, <laughs> got to appreciate it, man. You know, the heart of the lion it. in that guy. So, uh, I'm a big, big fan of this pick. I love that. You know, Lamar gets another speed threat and this guy could beat you over the top. He could beat you with the bubble screen. He could beat you with the slant. You got to look out for him because you have, if, if you're focusing too much on him, you got Odell. If you're focusing too much on Odell, you got Rashad, uh, Bateman, you got Nelson Aguilar over the top. I mean, yeah. A lot of speed. That's going to be this offense. And don't forget about, uh, you know, Mark Andrews, uh, who is one of the best, you know, tight ends in football. So, yeah, look, what, what I'll say to this, Cam, is that we talked about a little bit. I see a little Antonio Brown and Zay Flowers. I know you agreed with me last time. Um, I think the Ravens got the closest thing in the draft to Antonio Brown. Yeah. And with them, you know, with Hollywood Brown leaving, right? Antonio Brown's cousin, yeah. you get Zay Flowers. So you you see the the lineage there. Someone in that front office enjoys the way Antonio Brown plays, love the way, loves the way Hollywood Brown plays, and also Zay Flowers, that that type of player, you know, that five nine feisty you mentioned, can block on the edge. And Jake, I mean, I bet you put these guys on special teams, they'll go and tackle somebody, right? Put them in as safety, they'll go and tackle somebody. These guys. Uh, they can do pretty much anything for the team. So having a guy like Zay Flowers, 
um, catching the football on the other side of Odell Beckham. That's what you want. That's what you want. So can return team. too. So you know, you're talking. I'm not saying I'd want him to. I, I invested a first round pick in him. I got a fifth year option. Yeah. But hey, I got a fifth year option. So if it doesn't work out, I guess you know whatever. Um. All right. So Zay Flowers, we both really like the pick. What do you <laughs> yeah. think about Trenton Simpson? Because they didn't have a second rounder. Um. They get. Trenton Simpson with the 86th pick, the linebacker out of Clemson. You're a linebacker guy. When yeah. I watch Trenton Simpson's tape, he's one of the best linebackers in this draft. I think he's better than the Lions uh, linebacker that they, in my opinion, a little bit reached for. This mm-hmm. is better value. Regardless if you like Simpson or not, this is very good value from Harbaugh's crew. I think this is a really nice job by the Ravens to go out and just, we're going to get the best player available probably on their board at this point. 86, Trenton Simpson's a second round talent. Yeah, I mean, 6'2", 235, ran a 4'4", 3". That's, Jake, that right there is just dangerous in itself. You just talk about his numbers there. And then playing at Clemson, that's he played at a high clip at all times, right? Clemson is always, when it comes to the playoffs, they're always in the playoffs, either in a bowl game or a championship. So to have a guy with this caliber, you know, going to a team like the Ravens, it's exactly what they need. So I, I like it a lot um, with, with Trenton Simpson, uh, having him come in and, and fill some holes up, right? Fill some holes up and chase down that football. When you talk about a four four three speed linebacker, that's that's guys getting faster, Jake. At this point, I'm just seeing these numbers, and guys are just getting faster and faster. So, a, a guy like Trenton stepping in um, for the Ravens and getting the ball back from Lamar. That's it. <laughs> any defensive guy right now for the Ravens or just for any of these teams with a premium quarterback, just figure out how to get that football back to the guy you know, behind the center. So he can, he can score some touchdowns and win you from some football games. So a guy like Trenton Simpson, any linebacker to be honest out of Clemson are are high caliber linebacker. So I I love the pick there in Trenton. Yeah, no, I think when you look at the linebacker room, I mean, it's stacked, you know, you got Roquan Smith, you know, you got Patrick queen, you got Malik Harrison. Now you had Trenton Simpson in there. So, you know, I, I think when, you add a guy like that to that defense. Now you have some flexibility, right? Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like the Ravens play more of that like four, three style defense. So, you know, you also have Tyus Bowser, right? You got that, that rush edge somewhat. Um, they're, they're kind of a multiple defense, I would say. So, mm-hmm. you, you know, with Trenton Simpson, this is the best player available pick. And some will say, why are you at another linebacker here? Gives them flexibility in those negotiations, my guy. It, it mm-hmm. does. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that, I think that's fair to say. Now moving on, Tavius Robinson, 124. Did you mention him as a sleeper? I thought you did, but mm. I could be I could be mistaking it for another player. Yeah, um, it might know, be a different Probably Jalen Jones, I think probably. Yeah, there you go. I think he's, yeah. Tavius Robinson shows up on tape. Um, I had him as a late, you know, day three guy, but... I I like the player. I just think this is a little early. Uh, I I don't know if I would pick him here. Yeah, I mean, you know, the guy's six six, you know, two fifty seven, so a little light. Jake, you know, want to want to be a little bit heavier. Um, but you know, hey, it, like you said, it, they picked him at the end of the day. It seems like they're beefing up their 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 defensive of defensive players when it comes to the Ravens. Like I said, if you're if you get signed to play defense here. Get get Lamar the football, and so that's really what Robinson's going to be tasked for. Tasked four is is really just getting that football um i know when it comes to his pass rush that's something that you know we want to increase it's that arsenal when it comes to his different moves um sometimes he can be a little bit linear so we want to have him uh be a little bit more dynamic in his pass rush but 
when it comes to the Ravens, just in general, um, you got a linebacker behind them uh, and Trent Thompson, who, Simpson, who can who can run to the football, right? And you got got a, you got a guy like uh, like Tavius. So, you know, playing football in Ole Miss SEC SEC ball, you know, you're battling each day, and so to get a guy like that to come come into the Ravens, um, and, and you know, just apply that experience that that can be a win win only for the Ravens. So. I like it there in Tavius Robinson. Um, and then I know, you know, for the for the Ravens, they got some cornerbacks as well. They got some more defensive guys. So it seems like it, it was a balanced draft there for the Ravens, Jake. Nothing nothing too crazy. Of course, you got Zay Flowers, but also, you know, some picks that are kind of uh, just right there, right what you needed, right what you needed. Um, and I think the Ravens did a great job. Like I said, just finally locking in Lamar. That was the story of the draft, really, is locking in Lamar. So now they kind of get guys in who can help support Lamar Jackson. So I think Robinson will be able to come in and, like I said, get that football back for Lamar. Yeah, and, and you know, in the fifth round, they go and they add Caillou Blue Kelly, uh, 157, really smart, instinctive quarter uh, out of Stanford. I had a fifth, sixth round grade, late fifth, early sixth. So this is about where I expect him to go. But I think the big one that stands out, Andrew Voorhees definitely adds something for fans to be excited about for the future so that's really good news i'm happy yeah. for him um as a guy that watched him on tape i thought he could play tackle or guard so you get that versatility in that room and he can redshirt this year obviously he's probably gonna have to but you have guys like ronnie stanley you have ben cleveland you have tyler linderbaum who they got last year in the first round uh zeitler morgan moses I would have thought they would go out and get maybe an offensive tackle to compete with Morgan Moses, but mm -hmm. um, I don't mind sticking with the, you know, just the veteran. I know what he is type of guy at right tackle. Yeah. I mean, my man, Jake Voorhees, he had 38 bench press reps at, at the combine. Like, come on, man. That's I, I Jake. So I, when I had a chance to do the bench press, I had did about 20, 29 or so. Right. And that's, a, that's a lot for a linebacker, but to have an offensive lineman do 38, that means that man's packing a punch. So, you know, we <laughs> talked about his, his injury, his injury there. That is unfortunate. But the fact that he got cleared, that's a blessing. And he put up thir 38 on the bench press. Like, he, you know, a fast 40 is great, but a guy that's strong can't be ignored. So you have to believe that he's going to attack his rehab, right? If he attacks the weight room like that, he's going to attack his recovery like that as well. So, you know, the Ravens should be confident that he'll be able to bounce back and, and get things going there. So, uh, you know, Voorhees, he's going to be able to recover. Uh, you mentioned uh, having that red shirt type year, so he'll be able to bounce back and get things moving along. So uh, I like the pick there in Voorhees. Uh, we're going to probably call him the strong, uh, the strongest man in the draft. I don't know if anyone else has benched uh, 225, 38 times. So that's that's really dang impressive. And the fact that they get him in the seventh round, it's exactly where you want to get him. There's no risk, you know, a lot of reward there. I mean, guy that a lot of people saw was the second round talent, you know, and yeah. I, I think it's – it's going to be a great pick. I think it's going to pay off dividends. I trust the coaching staff over with the Ravens. They got a good, you know, number of guys that are developing in that offensive line room was a big fan of Ben Cleveland, uh, who they drafted in the third round a couple of years back. So, uh, yeah, I'm a, I'm a big fan of, of this pick and, um, you know, overall I'm going to give the, the Ravens a solid B. I think really what it comes down to is when you, you look at the draft, obviously you have to keep in mind they gave up uh, that pick that they did for, for um, you know, uh, Roquan Smith. But I love the, the, the Zay Flowers pick. Um, I like the Trenton Simpson pick a lot. Tavius Robinson was a little high. Caillou Blue Kelly was right about the same, I would say, like where I would expect him to go. Uh, Lalu, who I'm not even going to try to pronounce out of Oregon, the tackle, um, I don't really know too much about. I mean, I think he's a, a solid player from what I've seen. And then Vorhees was a great pick. So I'll give it a B. 
I feel like it could have been stronger, but it wasn't a bad draft by any stretch. And I think maybe I would give it more of a B plus just because of the trade with Roquan Smith. I think that's fair. I think that's fair. So I'm, yeah. I'm going to stick with B plus. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm going to bump it up to a B plus as well. Right. You talk about Roquan, you got Odell and Lamar, like, you might you, you might well bump it up might as well bump it to hey Jake right the way not they play doing off, that <laughs> yeah you can because it is a draft right we're not talking yeah. about their off season their off yeah. season they might have won the off season but for this draft specifically I'm gonna give them a B plus you mentioned the Roquan trade um, and then yeah the Odell and Lamar they did it the day before the draft so you know that that's it that's a big that's a big deal like I said it was one of the bigger stories um, out of the draft seeing Lamar get you know the most money there so. Yeah, give him a B plus. Great job, Ravens. <laughs> so now we move on to the Cincinnati Bengals, who are a favorite of mine to be in the Super Bowl. Okay, I think they're a very, very good team. I, I love their their coach Zach Taylor. You know, I I believe in that team, and and you know, I think at the end of the the day, when you you look at what Zach Taylor's done, bad first year, really good turnaround, and. They're, they're a force to be reckoned with, and I think they got better in this draft, Cam, because, man, oh, man, getting a, our guy, Miles Murphy, out of uh, Clemson, mm-hmm. the big knock on him is that people thought he wasn't getting much better. Well, here's the thing. I said, I know Clemson is this you know top program, but I said maybe the coaches aren't doing a good enough job that the NFL coaches will be able to attack. Mm. That's the first thing. The second thing is, he's still really darn good for not, you know, being, you know, not getting much better. Right. But he's a crazy athlete. He's built for, you know, that position. And when I look at miles Murphy, I'm like, I thought this guy could go in the mid first round. So to see him go here at pick 28, the fact he was still available was a little surprising to me. I thought it was another one of those rich get richer moments. And then you Mm. go out in the second round and you get DJ Turner out of Michigan. Who's the fastest corner in this draft, he ran a four, two. So you're going to have that speed on the outside. And I mean, Hey, when the Ravens are adding speed, you know, you just add Zay flowers. I'll, I'll take your Zay flowers and raise you with a DJ Turner. Right. I mean, you know, that's, that's how I look at it. So, um, not to say that teams only draft based on what their opponents doing, but Hey, I don't think it's, it's unheard of. And DJ Turner to me was by far the best corner available at pick 60. So I love that pick for them. I love DJ Turner's game, the ball skills. He's more of a separator than he is a ball hawk, but I think he's got a low key amount of ball hawk in his game. Like I I think he'll be a better NFL pro. I really like those two picks cam a lot to start off. Just looking at those two. Yeah, me too. I mean, the man ran a four, two Jake, like (laughs) how much faster can you get? I mean, you might want to run a four, one, but like, at that point, you might as well sign up for the Olympics. But just the fact that he ran a four-two, uh, forced fourteen incompletions, right while he was playing playing at Michigan, that's that's excellent. Uh, sign him up for my team any day. Um, and at the end of the day, he's tasked with getting Joe Burrow the ball back, right? <laughs> Even Miles Murphy as well, right? You sign sign a guy up like Miles Murphy, who you know six-six, uh, you know two fifty something, to get the ball back, right? Uh, we saw you just mentioned how you feel like he hasn't produced and hasn't taken his game to the next level. Well, I'm sure in the offseason, Jake, a guy like this is going to go to that Aaron Donald pass rush camp, right, uh, and, and figure it out. And, and figure it out, and we talked about this too, just sometimes when you're in college, you use what you have, right? The resources you have, you have your coaches, 
and, and that's all you can really do. You make sure you're working out, you make sure you're training and doing what you have to do, but it's hard to turn turn that that next level. So like you mentioned, he'll go to the NFL. He's not going to have any school, right? So he'll be able to work on some of those pass rush um, skills and some of those small things that he needs to to turn the corner as as an elite player in the league. But going back to DJ DJ Turner, four two Jake, that's it, right? Four two, throw the hands up in the air and call it a day. I do know that he allowed, um, you know, forty six percent of the passes that were thrown his way. So might need to tighten up a little bit on that. But the guys at Burner Jake, that's straight speed, and I, I love to see that for a guy like. You know, Joe Burrow, that means Joe Burrow, he's going to have a long day in practice, Joe Burrow is, right? It's going to make him better. Fast, it's going to make him better, Jake, and that's only going to be better for, for the Bengals program and in le- general. Let's just think about this for a second. Camp, you got Jamar Chase and you got DJ Turner because you know DJ <laughs> Turner and that competitive fire, if you don't, if you haven't seen it, you haven't watched this film, he's got a competitive right. edge. You know, he's got yeah. this fire to him. DJ Turner is going to be like, hey, Coach, why don't I move up to the front here? I want to go up against Jamar Chase. He's going to make the impact in uh, yeah. in camp. I, I can assure you the second rounder wants all he can get out of that. They got Tam, uh, Cam Taylor Britt uh, in, in the uh, second round last year. Somebody they really like, Chidobe Awuzie, uh, who was somebody that I really liked coming out of the draft uh, way back when. It's like now it you know it escapes me. But he played with Dallas, man, impact for himself. Um, you know, Mike Hilton is a great nickel corner. So where does he fit in? He just makes the team better. So he yeah. doesn't have to start right away. He's a second round pick that can, you know, push Jadobe Awuzie. Uh, he can, you know, push Cam Taylor Britt and he can push Mike Hillen. I think either way, this guy will find his way on the field. Um, you know, I don't think he's somebody that will have to, you know, move to safety because they went out and got a safety in my guy, Jordan battle, who I think people are overthinking it. Cam, this guy is a baller. He, okay. Yeah. He played at Alabama. He's got the instincts. He's got the, the captain hood, right? He he's got that mentality to be a leader in the back end of a secondary. And I understand he might've been a little overshadowed by Brian branch, but like even Brian branch went in the second round. So are people sleeping on these Alabama safeties or, or am I crazy? Cause I look at Jordan battle and first thought I had was, Adrian Amos, very mm. solid all across the board, well-rounded player, nothing too flashy, just gets it done. And when you get a guy like that at 95, uh, 95 overall, Cam, you're talking about plug-and-play starter if you need one, and he doesn't need to start. Yep, and, I mean, you got a coach like Nick Saban, you know, coming from Alabama. He's a defensive backs guy. So you talk about Branch, him being an excellent tacker, you, tackler. you got a guy like Jordan Battle who – is coming from straight excellence, Jake. And so when you're learning from a program like Alabama, learning from a guy like Nick Saban, you know, the sky's the limit for you. And so, you know, I like a guy like Jordan Battle stepping in. And like I said, maybe he may not start, but he's going to bring a championship caliber to that safety room. And I, I'm a, <laughs> I'm going to beat a dead horse here, but get the ball back to Joe Burrow. Like, that. that's it. That's the only thing that you, just think, that you should think about to get to the championship, right? Because – the Bengals have to figure out how to beat some of these teams, right? In the AFC, of course, these guys are, are, are stacking up. So, you know, you get some 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 ball players who are smart, who know football, and can get some interceptions and force some turnovers. You're cooking with grease. So, I, I love these first couple picks being defensive guys because they're like, hey, we got a we got a monster on the offensive side. Let's make sure we get some guys who can give him the ball back. So, I I love the pick there with the corner with the edge cornerback and the safety pick. 
and I might be crazy and Bengals fans might call me crazy and other people that are tuning in on this might call me crazy, but I'll tell you right now, the Bengals got my number two receiver. Yes. Number two in Charlie Jones at pick mm. 131. So at this point right now, the Bengals are just absolutely slaying this draft. They've gotten, <laughs> in my opinion, three day one starters, if you need them. And honestly call me crazy, but Charlie Jones could start on this team. I'm not saying he's going to because they got Tyler Boyd and he fits the slot very well. T Higgins. He's probably not starting over and he's not starting over Jamar chase. So he is probably going to fight Trenton Irwin, a guy that they like a lot. He's going to fight him for that fourth spot. You got Trent Taylor. You got Stanley Morgan. You got Kwame Lasters second from KU. Uh, But you know, at the end of the day, I think that Charlie Jones is the best of the names I just listed. And I think he out, performs in camp beats out Trenton Irwin and he's your number four receiver. And this guy is going to be a problem because he wants to do it all. He literally yeah. wants to do it all. He's not a quicker than fast guy. He's as equal as he is as quick as he is fast. And you normally don't see that from those speedy slot receivers, but he is. And so I think this is another one of those great picks can help you immediately. Doesn't have to, And that's a big thing. That's how you know this is a really good football team. When you look at the depth chart and you're like, oh, Miles Murphy doesn't even need to start like he doesn't. I mean, Sam Hubbard and and Trey Hendrickson. I mean, where's Miles Murphy going to go? Do they look at him as an interior guy? You got BJ Hill and DJ Reader. So no, he doesn't have a spot in the starting role. And that's okay. I mean, we talked about it on the last episode. You know, Leighton, uh, not Leighton Vanderish, uh, LVN, uh, Lucas Van Ness. We got the, yeah. the 30 names that screw me up. Uh, Lucas Van Ness did not start a game in college. He got drafted, what, 13th overall? Do you think it matters? No, because at the end of the day, Miles Murphy's going to get a chance to develop behind Sam Hubbard. When the time comes, he will take over, um, you know, whatever they decide to do. But they have guys that I genuinely like. I like Joseph Asai, third-round pick in 2021. I like Cam Sample, a fourth-round pick in 2021. And I like Jeffrey Gunter, who was you know a guy that they got in the seventh round of that 2022 class last year. So you take those guys, you add Miles Murphy to that, and you figure out a rotation, and you, you continue. Miles Murphy is your project right now, even though he could start if need be. He doesn't have to because that's what great teams do. We've seen it. We saw it with the Rams. Most of the, the guys that they're drafting when they were the Super Bowl uh, caliber team, those guys aren't going to play many you know, reps, Cam. They know what right. they're doing. You know what I mean? So I think the, the, uh, the Cincinnati Bengals here, they're getting a class full of guys that are like day one ready, uh, you know, can start, but yeah. they don't need them to. And you know what that means? That means that depth just got kicked up to 10, you know, I mean, for real. Yeah. yeah. I'm loving That's, what the Bengals are doing that. No, they're, they got, I mean, they got an A in my book so far, Jake, you talk about miles Murphy, maybe not even have to start. We talk about special teams a lot, Jake, and, and follow me here. Charlie Jones, if he's not going to break that wide receiver room, He's going to have to return some punts and return some kicks. He's not your first-round pick, so you might feel more comfortable putting him back there on special teams. But a guy like Miles Murphy, you don't really want him on punt team like that. He's going to get some reps. He's going to learn how to do it just in case. But one of those other defensive ends that you mentioned are probably going to have to step up and play special teams because Miles Murphy, first-rounder, don't want him hurting a finger on on punt pro, Jake, or kickoff return. So, uh, yeah, someone else is going to have to pass up that that spot and definitely play special teams there. But going back to your Charlie Jones, Jake, he's one of our our guys, one of our sleepers. Uh, We we really enjoy Charlie Jones. And I can see a guy like that, like like we talked about, contributing early 
And if he's not going to be in the starting lineup, hey, start returning them punts, my man, because we've seen you do it and we know you're effective at it. So that's that's value added. And I, I like Charlie Jones there, too, as well. I like him a lot. Obviously love the pick. It's an A plus for me. If we're going just by pick, I think so far they've nailed it. Now, uh, Chase Brown was the guy they went out and got. Mm-hmm. I wasn't as high on him as the consensus, but here's the thing. There are people that want Chase Brown, the third, the Bengals get him in the fifth. And now I'm starting like, okay, this guy can handle 200 carries. He proved that at Illinois. He's just a guy that I think is really going to compliment Whatever they do at that running back position, we've talked about, you know, what's going to go on with Mixon. They told us, like, Mixon is their guy. They're riding with him. Uh, Maybe I shouldn't trade him in my dynasty league. Maybe I should hang on to him another (laughs) week or so, you know. Uh, But for real, though, they got a good-looking, you know, running back room right now. They add Chase Brown, a fifth-round pick in 2023. They have Travion Williams, depending on what they want to do with him. He was a draft pick. They spent a sixth-rounder on him, and they spent a sixth-rounder on uh, Captain America, a.k.a. Chris Evans, not that Chris Evans, but uh you know 2021 they got him in the sixth round and i just think when you look at that you see guys that can can help you you see guys that can you know be change of pace guys chase brown is the only one though in my mind that you know really can withstand a workload a heavy workload so i like chase brown here i like this pick and i liked andre iasovich i i probably butchered his name but i've heard it so many different ways out of Princeton. This is what you do in the sixth round. You either go out and get Brad Robbins. So you get a punter or so shout (laughs) out to them. They did that. Or you go out and you go for traitsy wide receivers, you know, DBs edge defenders that are like projects. And when you're the Bengals, you don't need this guy to see the field for like three years. Okay. This is just the guy you draft and stash. And I'm not saying that Iasovich can't, find his way into a, you know an NFL 53-man roster because I think he can. I'm saying that he doesn't have any pressure to start. He's yeah. the guy that you're just like, get the wide receiver coaches together and be like, turn this guy into something. And like, yeah. That's it. You know? yeah. yeah, put him at Gunner. Let him go chase some folks down. And if someone goes hurt on that starting lineup at wide receiver, put him in and he has to be ready to go, right? Six-round draft pick. Someone goes down. You're expected to to bust tail on special teams and to come in and expect to know everything on that offense and catch every football that's thrown to you. Cause that's really important. Um, and then we, we're going back Jake to, to chase Brown here to running back. I mean, my man, you know, behind B. John Robinson, Jake had 83 force missed tackles, right. And that's that second behind B. John. So that means he's getting loose, right. I know, you know, the, uh, the Bengals lost P Ryan in free agency. So having a guy like that to come step in and make people miss, or or really running through people that that's exactly what you need so you know chase brown coming in and we talk about the run game jake when it comes to joe burrow he can need to establish that run game to open up the pass game we talked about a guy like charlie jones and and these other fabulous players that the Bengals have well you got to make sure that run game is solid so i love that they're fulfilling these needs and you mentioned having a punter right not many teams have put in a punter but they're thinking about flipping the football field you know, hey, if you need another quarterback to come th- come step in and throw the football, a lot of times the punters and kickers, they're, they're, they're glorified quarterbacks, right? And so having guys, you know, have, to have faith in Brad and Brad Robbins to come in as a punter from Michigan, um, sixth round, my man must be dangerous. Jake, my man must be dangerous. So I like the fact that they're, that they're taking a shot on people. And, hey, Jake, specialists have souls, too. Specialists have souls too. They're people as well. So it's good to see some guys come off the board and 
and, and provide and, and bring back value to these teams. No, I absolutely agree with you, Cam. Um, you know, I like Brad Robbins. He, he punted for Michigan. I'm not going to get too much into the whole punter thing here. And they also, they did go out and get Ivy, uh, DJ Ivy out of Miami. So he's another guy, you know, probably going to play on special teams. Maybe he works his way into an NFL defense. But at the end of the day, this is an A, Cam. This is a yeah. really, really good job. I'll say it's an A plus because you went out and you just set yourselves up for long-term success. This is how you focus. You're looking at sustained success. You're looking at becoming a dynasty. You know you have Joe Burrow. Why are you trying to win now? You can be sustained and you can build these these layers, and that's what they're doing. Miles Murphy, is he going to help you day one? He is. But is he going to automatically be a starter? He doesn't have to. And that's how deep you are, and that's how you'll continue to stay as deep as you are. So I know that there were a lot of people like, hey, why didn't they go after a tight end? They like Irv Smith. They like Devin Asiasi. They went out and got those guys. They drafted Drew Sample in the second round in 2019. You know, these are guys that they liked. They decided, you know what? We're not going to do it. And so I I just, I think at the end of the day, I, this is how I look at it. They could have gone tight end. They could have gone all in type of, they could have, you know, went out and traded up to get Dalton Kincaid. And maybe that's who they wanted. Right. Yeah. But they stuck to their board. They stuck to who made sense. And at the end of the day, I think that depth is really going to pay off down the road. Yeah, I mean, you have to be available, Jake. <laughs> the, you got to be available. You yeah. got to be ready to go. And one thing we did see is, you know, a lot of, especially in the playoffs, Jake, when guy when folks get hurt, if there was if there's no one to step in and make plays, the team is screwed, right? And so, you know, you just mentioned with Zach Taylor, we we trust him. We trust him. We've seen him go go the long distance when it comes to the playoffs and stepping into the Bengals organization. We trust him. So if he needs guys to back up his defensive line and he wants to stick with his tight ends, let's do it. <laughs> let's do it. You, you've been in the playoffs the past couple of years, my man. Whatever you need, I trust it. So, Jake, I'm going to go ahead and give the, the Bengals an A as well, like you mentioned, that sustained, sustained success. Sometimes it's better than winning a, a championship, you know, once every – 30 years, you know, like you want to be able to sustain success. So you get butts and seats. Right. And then you have more of a probability to win a championship because when you're doing well, other players want to come to your team and, and win games. Right. Like Odell Beckham, if the Bengals don't, don't have a series of winning over the you know next couple of years, players like Odell and, and other attractive free agents won't won't come to your football team. So like you mentioned, having sustained success, success is extremely important. But what I will say, having a championship is, is really nice. So when we talk about the Rams, you know, they, they're going to have to figure out how to, okay, win this championship and then sustain, sustain success. But that's neither here nor, here nor there. The Bengals, great job in the draft this year. So now we got the Cleveland Browns. And, you know, right now, you know, the Ravens, they drafted well. I, we gave them a B plus. I gave them a B plus. Uh, the Bengals got an A plus from me. What did the Browns do? Well, they traded most of their draft at the top for Deshaun Watson. So, that, I mean, that's why they only they, they didn't pick until the third. So what since Deshaun Watson, I, I know we can look at value and everything. I I don't know how to feel about Deshaun Watson. We need to see more out of him. He didn't look great last year, but it was a while not playing football. And I'm not talking about all the, the legal stuff. It's just in general, as a football player, I don't really know what to think about him. So let's just say... For the sake of it, let's just say he's the franchise quarterback they traded for. Yeah. So right off the bat, they got their guy. They they move those picks. They pick 
11th in the third round, so 74th overall. They go out and get your guy, Cedric Tillman, who Ooh. was what I call the shadow sleeper behind Jalen Hyatt. Um, I am not as high on Tillman as you are. I thought his tape was going to be a little bit better. I think he plays a little too slow for my liking, but mm. you're the Browns, okay? You you have a pretty decent receiver core as it is. You went out, and oh, by the way, one of the other uh, the other trades, of course, uh, not just Deshaun Watson, but they also trade a pick for uh, Elijah Moore. So I wanted mm-hmm. to also put that out there. That does deserve recognition. So they go out, they get Elijah Moore. They draft Cedric Tillman to go with Diamond Peoples-Jones and Mari Cooper. They drafted David Bell last year, third round. They have Marquise go in. So they have a good receiver room. Where are you on this pick? Cedric Tillman, Jake, I mean, they got him in the third round. I, I like it. I like it. Um, you know, like I said, he's a speed guy. He's a, I mean, he can run, right? He's a big boy. So he can jump up and catch that football, right? I think red zone threat when I think of Cedric Tillman. So if he's able to support Deshaun Watson, like you mentioned, if he's their starting quarterback, let's give him some weapons, right? And, and you meant, we mentioned this, but when we look at the draft, depending on who teams pick first, you're understanding, hey, are they are they supporting the quarterback that they have now or they're moving on? And so it's cool to see them double down and and Cedric Tillman, he's a big, he's a ball player. You talked about him being one of those, one of those shadow, uh, shadow players where they're behind, you know, someone else that is getting all the limelight. Well, hey, let's give this guy a chance here, right? When it comes to the Browns, they they're always in the shadow, Jake. So it's about that time for them to step out front, up front, and figure something out there with Cedric Tillman. So I, I like it. I, I, I'm I'm moving with the Cedric. I'm vibing, Jake, with the Cedric Tillman draft at uh, round three. So then they take Siaki uh, Ika. Or see Sayaki Ika. I don't know how to say his name. I I apologize, but he is a defensive tackle from Baylor. So you add him, and they already have Dalvin Tomlinson. They have Jordan Elliott. You know they they go out and they they obviously they have Tristan Hill, uh, Maurice Hurst, Perion Winfrey, the fourth round pick from last year. So they're really beefing up that that defensive front, which I can't say is a bad idea. I thought. Ika or Ika could have gone in the second round. Um, so I actually like this pick a lot. Then they got Dewan Jones, who is this record breakingly huge offensive tackle. He's almost 400 pounds. Uh, he had a really, really good, really good senior bowl. Um, I just, I had questions. I guess he showed up to the combine uh, just the, like lazy or like over. I forget what it was, but like, Basically, Dewan Jones at the end of the day is not a bad option for the Browns. If you're looking for a guy to plug in play, I'm not going after that type of that archetype. Nothing against him. I just almost 400 pounds. That's a very niche archetype, Cam. But when you're the Browns, you drafted Jedrick Willis. You have Joel Batonio, Ethan Pochick. You got Wyatt Teller and Jack Conklin. You are good. You have one of the best starting five offensive line in the National Football League, if not the best. Um, So I don't mind them adding some depth behind a Jedrick Wills. You know, they also have Joe Haig, right? They they have James Hudson the third uh, from last year's uh, two years ago fourth round. So I actually I like this because in the fourth round, I mean, people had him in the first, people had him in the second. I think it's a good pick. Yeah, I mean, Jake, I want to see him scare people at at coin toss. <laughs> right at the end of the day, I mean, this guy Just is huge. <laughs> so you get a guy like, yeah, to send, hey, step out there, take the coin toss, and just just smile at people and let people know, hey, this is what you're going against. And you know, you mentioned his size, Jake. 
almost 400 pounds. Like that's insane. So, and we, we also talked about it as well, who you draft, it shows who you're doubling down on. So if you get one of the biggest guys in the draft to block for your quarterback, that means they believe in Deshaun Watson. So I, I like to see that it is more of a nod to say, Hey, we want this guy. We know he's been through a lot, but we're sticking by him. So to see the biggest bodyguard that you can get to protect your quarterback, I, I like it. Um, this Dewan Jones, when it comes to being able to move, Jake, right? When you're that large, it's, it's tough to move. When your wingspan is about 89 inches, it, it's tough to do a lot of things. So, you know, it's going to be on the training staff to figure out, hey, let's figure out how to get you to bend a little bit more. Maybe that's, you know, some yoga on the weekends or just certain certain things. But Non-negotiable yoga? <laughs> Non-negotiable. We got to get that body to bend, buddy. So, hey. You know, figure out how to get that done. And I'm sure, Jake, when it comes to just the NFL in general, they get large guys. He just happens to be one of the largest. So figure out how to uh, get him to move to bend. And, yeah, have him walk around with Deshaun Watson everywhere he goes. <laughs> I, I love it. And like I said, it's, it's you're doubling down on your people. Um, coming from Ohio State, uh, you know, blocking for C.J. Stroud. He, he knows it's his job's important, right? It, being that big, he, he knows he's going to have to be able to, you know, watch his diet, uh, being able to move fluidly on a consistent basis because this is the NFL. This is not Ohio State. And so, you know, him having that experience, taking it to Deshaun Watson, I, I like what it's looking like, Jake. So, hey, let's see what the big boy can do at the, at the NFL. We know what this guy can do coming up next. This this is our guy right here, Cam. This is this is both of our guys. All right. This is Isaiah McGuire, who's gonna be playing defensive end out of Mizzou. He's gonna be behind Obanaya Okoronkwo. He is going to who you played with. And (laughs) and uh he's going to be on the same, you know, in that same room with Miles Garrett. I yeah love this pick. I mean, I I had to stop myself because you know, obviously. (laughs) Yeah, but I love this pick for real. I think that Isaiah McGuire, when you look at him as just, you know, a guy that is one of the best block deconstructors in the draft at edge, um, yeah. you know, he fits, I think, three, four outside linebacker, but I think he was a perfect fit for a four, three, just that overall body. Uh, he was a captain. So Captain Cam, you love that. But yeah, I, I mean, for real, he's great in the run game. He takes ownership in that, but he can rush the passer. Like this guy has has popped behind his pads. Like he he's gonna make yeah. you know it. So, I yeah. I mean this was this was my favorite pick that they had made at this point. This is an absolute A plus. Should have gone uh, probably early third round, maybe even second. Yeah, this is my favorite, Jake. I'm gonna double down on that. Isaiah McGuire. We talk about sleepers. He he's our top sleeper. Um, you know we we talk about the Believe in Rams podcast and the Rams. They need a rusher as well. He was one of our top guys too. So. To see that the Browns got him, you know, um, the fact that they're they have Miles Garrett, who you could say could be a Hall of Famer at this point, right? Maybe a walking Hall of Famer. So to complement that with a guy like Isaiah McGuire is next level. Um, we just talked about this, you know, a guy like Isaiah McGuire is going to be able to teach guys like Miles Garrett a trick or two, right? Miles Garrett is this all pro everything, Hall of Famer, X, Y, and Z. But a guy like Isaiah McGuire, I believe, is that skilled where he'll be able to step into the room and Miles will be like, oh, I see how you did that there, right? When you watch Isaiah McGuire's tape, you see him, you know, just putting a clinic, <laughs> clinic teach tape on some of these offensive linemen, just the way he punches people, right? He puts his hands in their chest, he extends, he rips them down. Like, 
things that that you could do to like your little brother or little, you know your sibling when you're playing around he does that to grown men on the football field so you know as Emma McGuire playing in the SEC we talk about this a lot of times Jake but most of these people that got drafted in this NFL draft are coming out of the SEC so he's seen these these players right when it comes to being on the defensive side so uh, bringing that caliber to the Browns it, it's exactly what they need Jake so you mentioned it being one of the favorite picks for the Browns they're definitely going to move up a grade for me for getting Isaiah McGuire. So shout out. <laughs> so I, I thought it was interesting though with your guy, Dorian Thompson Robinson, another one of your you know sleepers that you had mentioned in the fifth round, they went and got Cam Mitchell, uh, who I think is really underrated Northwestern corner. I thought he was underrated. I didn't think he'd get drafted. I thought he should get drafted, but I didn't. And that team picks him in the fifth round. So good for him. Luke Whipler, who had like, second round grades from people i wasn't as high on but in the sixth round i gotta say cam this browns draft it's pretty darn good i mean i think at the end of the day yeah it's a it's a get to ohio state guys too jake that's yeah you know people don't realize that but when you're playing with your guys like that's it takes your game to a different level right especially being a center you know you can look out to your left and see the biggest man on the football field that, that's just only going to increase people's uh, will, right, to go dominate the next person. So, like you mentioned, the fact they got him in the sixth round, they're thinking. They're, they're using their nuggets there. Yeah. So, I mean, Dorian Thompson Robinson is a guy that I think he's going to outplay Kellen Mond for sure. Um, I think he'll win that third quarterback job. Josh Dobbs has too much starting experience, um, which is just any starting experience, uh, in the NFL over DTR. So, I think DTR is looking at a third probably will make the roster because if you draft a guy in the fifth round then you're you're hoping he's gonna make the roster sixth and seventh okay maybe you're looking practice squad guy keep him close to the vest but no i i think fifth round kind of kind of seals it i mean and he, he was the first fifth round pick that they made um you know in the 40 to, to 42 so this draft to me very good you know, when you include the fact they got Elijah uh, Moore, I won't include Deshaun Watson. I don't think that's necessarily fair, but yeah. Elijah Moore, like that's the trade that they made for this year. And I think to get Elijah Moore, to get Cedric Tillman, Ica Jones, McGuire, DTR, Mitchell and Whipler, I, I would say a minus cam. I thought it was a really good yeah. draft haul for the Browns and this, this made them better. Yeah, no, I, I like the A minus, Jake. And I think what people don't realize is just the trades that happen beforehand to set themselves up for success here. Um, that that bumps him to an A. So I, I agree with you. And then DTR as well. I think he'll make the team. He's all Pac-12, everything broke a lot of the records at UCLA. So I can see him comp- see him competing. Right? He might have the notepad in his hand come game time. May not dress out, but I think he he's gonna get a valuable experience just for the people that you mentioned that are in front of him. Um, yeah, let's see how things go. But Browns, A for me as well. A minus for me. All right, so next up, we have the Pittsburgh Steelers, who can, I love their draft. I don't yeah. even think we have to spend that much time on it. Uh, no offense, Steelers fans, it's a good thing. This is a fantastic draft from the Steelers. A plus for me. I'm just going to say it right out of the bat. <laughs> a, a plus. Yeah. You, that, we talked about the pick swap. I told you it was going to come back to hurt the Jets. Mm. Well, Patriots gave him a deal. Come up. Take Broderick Jones. You know the Jets want him. Let's make our uh, our opponent, our our rival worse. And the Steelers are like, all right, bet. And they traded up and they they took Broderick Jones to protect their young stud quarterback, Kenny Pickett. 
and they got Joey Porter Jr. to go to an organization that Joey Porter not only played for, but at one point, I don't know if he still is there, but he was the linebacker coach under uh, Coach Tomlin. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you keep that that guy close to home. And then uh, Keanu Benton, an absolute stud in the trenches out of Wisconsin. You get him in the second round. They had two second round picks. My guy, they turned clay uh you know chase claypool they turned him into joey porter jr i think they they won that trade i know i know bears fans you know they've they've been really nice to us on here i'm not trying to trash the bears <laughs> but they won that trade man come on now yeah i mean hey chase claypool great guy great receiver but joey porter jr i mean that that was a story of the draft jake i know deuce vaughn now with the cowboys jake now that might have been a little bit extra special. We'll talk about that when we get to the Cowboys. But the Joey Porter Jr. piece, I, I saw a picture with Tomlin and, and Joey Porter Jr. Um, you know, the picture with his dad, like keeping the legacy alive. You got to love it, Jake. It was one of the better stories. I know with the Texans, they had a crazy trade in the beginning. I thought that would be the story. Like, oh, the Texans living on the edge here. They're off the edge a little bit. But then you got Deuce Vaughn. You got Joey Porter Jr. So love that story, story of the draft. And yeah, I mean, Joey Porter, arm length, insane, very physical about the line of scrimmage. He's going to cause some problems. So I, I love it. Steeler, Steeler Nation, like you said, A plus, A plus there. Darnell Washington, man, that guy's like an offensive lineman playing tight end. I mean, falling to 93rd overall because of medicals. At that point, the talent outweighs the medical concern if you're in that position. Mm-hmm. I, I know some teams were trying to kind of change their approach. They desperately needed to hit on all their picks, and they couldn't take those risks. I think the Steelers can because if he works out, you have Pat Fryermuth. You have Zach Gentry. You fit him right in there. I think he is obviously an upgrade over Gentry, but they also drafted Connor Hayward, you know, sixth round. So uh, last year, you know, in my opinion, the Darnell Washington part, uh, the Washington pick makes it such a huge draft at this point. Then they pick Nick, uh, Nick Herbig, who has, I mean, first off, a Wisconsin guy, Wisconsin linebacker. All right. Yeah. Hear me out, Cam. Wisconsin linebacker going to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Last time that happened, well, that was TJ Watt. We know how that worked out. So <laughs> Nick Herbig gives you, you know, that edge juice, uh, but he's also a linebacker. And whether he plays inside backer, they want him to rush outside, they'll figure it out. He can start potentially over Landon Roberts or he could be a situational pass rusher, but you're giving you know, some serious juice off the edge. You're giving versatility there. You go out and you get Corey Trice, man, seventh round. This is one of the steals of the draft. I'll just say it right now. The guy is built. He's six foot three. He ran a four, four, like really, really uh, exciting prospect to get in the seventh round. You just don't see guys like that fall this far. And then Spencer Anderson, you know, they go and they, they grab a guard to add some versatility. He can also play center. Mason Cole's there. James Daniels there. Isaac Sumalo's there. So you've spent money on, on you know, those picks, uh, those pickups. And then, you know, Kevin Dotson, Kendrick Green, um, Ryan McCollum, and, and Trevor Downing, they added in UDFA. You add Spencer Anderson to that room, and you're like, okay, all right, Steelers, you got depth. You got guys that can start right away. Um, everyone should be very excited about this team because I really feel like, you know, this team, it was already turning a corner. You know, you saw the way Kenny Pickett play at the end of last year, the way he stepped up, the way he's looked in clutch moments might be in a lot of clutch moments. Cause this team might be playing in uh, in a playoff game very soon. 
Yeah, and then going back to Darnell Washington, Jake. I mean, played at UGA, got a championship, right? 6'6", 264, ran a 4'6". I mean, come on, fam. Like, just throw the ball up to him, let him catch it. And, and think about this too, Jake. We talk about before the draft with Allen Robinson. The Steelers, I mean, can you go past an A-plus at this point, right? Can you go past that? But they're doing a great job so far. And like you said, they're going to be playing well into the playoffs with, with this lineup here. Um, and then even going back to the defensive line piece, you mentioned Nick Herbig coming out of Wisconsin. you got Cameron Hayward is still there. Larry Ogunjobi as well to back up that defensive line. These guys are going to be stacked. So, Jake, the Steelers looking dangerous. They're looking dangerous. They really are, Cam. And, I mean, it's just Colbert's out, Khan is in, and it, it just nothing changed. Like, yeah. Colbert was like, yeah, you know, I'm the guy. Like, they, I always draft well. Like, the Steelers always have great drafts on paper coming out of the draft. And I thought just this was no different. And this was a new GM. This is his first, you know, everyone wanted to see. What, what is this guy going to do in his first ever draft class? I was blown away. But, mm-hmm. hey. That's going to do it for us. I'm going to give the Steelers an A-plus grade, Cam, I believe. Same here. All right. A-plus, yeah. yeah. So all, all together, I think this division got very good, uh, a lot better uh, all over the, across the board. Um, I'd say the Steelers won the draft in this division, but that does not mean we're knocking any of the other ones because this is a good draft class for this division entirely. But uh, before we head on out, special happy birthday to Colts punter Pat McAfee. He's really changed the game for our industry. Uh, He's really kind of put us out there on the map, not just you and I, but just any creator. I think it's really starting to become a, hey, go on YouTube, go on this, go on that, watch these guys, you know, don't just watch cable. And I've I've noticed that. And uh, he's an all pro, two-time pro bowler, eight years with the Colts, 127 games, only missed one game in his career. And, uh, man, if you haven't checked out the Pat McAfee show, he's got the energy, man. He's yeah. got the energy. And uh, he literally competed in, I believe, a WWE WrestleMania match. So yeah. this guy is just uh, he's he's crazy. He's crazy. Yeah. He deserves credit and happy birthday to Pat McAfee. Happy birthday to Pat. And you think about players that transcend the game themselves and also when they retire, transcend the retirement game you think about your michael strahan's you know you think about even tony romo the way he's transitioned so i would throw pat mcafee in there the way they transition has been excellent a model of success happy birthday pat all right well that's gonna do us uh for us appreciate you guys and uh, appreciate bet online this is presented by bet online we're out of here uh until next time you guys take care